For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Duncan had it. They turned it over. Alley back to Kevin. Oh, baby! Welcome back to the Wolf Among Wolves podcast, part of the Wolf Among Wolves podcast network on awolfamongwolves.com. I'm your host, Brendan Hedke, and today I am joined by Logan Alton to get our reactions for the NBA draft. Logan, how are you doing today? I'm doing a lot less uh, nervous and anxious than I was before the draft. Yeah, totally. I was, I didn't know what, the whole day was like, it was like 40 hours long. I could not think of anything else. I was constantly refreshing Twitter. It was ridiculous. But it is over. Well, it's not over. They're still going, but... I'm assuming the Wolves are done if the media availability is going on, so I felt like it was safe to uh, to hop on and talk about it. But I think we're just going to get general reactions, and I think I just want to go from like each move that was made and just kind of work our way through the night. Um, so obviously with the first pick, the Timberwolves did select Anthony Edwards, and if we go back and look at um, our big boards that we did, he graded out to be my second prospect and what was he in your board eighth i believe yep so how are you feeling about drafting anthony edwards at number one i wasn't a crazy fan of it at first um i thought lamella was a guy but once we started making other moves it made a lot more sense and i'm not too upset all things considered now yeah and i i wanted lamello too um, but I do like Anthony Edwards. Obviously, he was my second prospect on the board. Um, I wasn't surprised at all by the pick. And, yeah, I just I think it's a solid pick. I think it's a really – obviously, Gerson Rosas thinks he's the best player available, and he said that in his media availability I saw before we hopped on, said um, he was head and shoulders above the rest of the, the draft, and it wasn't just for – it wasn't for fit at all. They just thought he was far and beyond the best player, so they took him. Um, I'm going to trust Rosas. Hopefully he made the right choice there. 
Um, what do you, where do you think he fits in day one with the Timberwolves? Do you see him starting at the two or the three or coming off the bench? Or where do you think he kind of falls into the Timberwolves lineup going into the season? See, I have no idea what that starting wing slash guard rotation is going to be. You could start Rubio and uh, D'Angelo Russell. You could bring Rubio off the bench. You could start Beasley, Okogi, Culver, uh, Edwards, Noel. Just kidding, that might be a ambitious. Okay, that's a oh. bit ambitious. But but realistically, what we know that Cat's going to start and we know that D'Lo's going to start. And outside of that, we have no freaking clue what's going to go on. Like, we have exactly, no idea. Exactly, yeah. And we don't McDaniels know. McDaniels could even start, yeah. um, even though I'm getting ahead of myself. Wancho could. It's just Vanderbilt could. Beasley could start. Beasley could not even be with the team. Beasley could come off the bench. We just have no idea what the team is even going to look like. I don't think they're done making trades either, um, just because we have so many, like, two guards. I mean, you have Culver, Okogi, you drafted Edwards, and now you um, are thinking about bringing back Malik Beasley though as of time recording he has not been extended his qualifying offer it looks like um so it'll be interesting to see if the Timberwolves do extend that to him but there's just a lot of a lot of guards not even like wings like two guards on this team and it's interesting to see if Rosas is going to push Saunders to run a couple two guards and not really have a small forward or if he thinks like Culver and Okogi can be that 3 for this team or what his his vision is for this squad. But I wouldn't be surprised if one of Akogi or Culver is traded and if Beasley's not brought back. I'm this is the least confident I've been about Beasley being back on the team now. Yeah, same. Especially with um, the next pick that we made too. Yep, and we'll we'll talk about that in a bit. Um but I just want to talk about Edwards, obviously Edwards, a lot of people's number one guy in this draft, super athletic kid, um, projects to hopefully be a good scorer, maybe inefficient, but he gets shots well, he can create shots for himself, um, and yeah, like I said, freakishly athletic, um, and there was an article about him that came out, and people were kind of questioning his overall like desire to be a basketball player, which I felt was kind of unfair and I kind of questioned it at the beginning too to be honest but after I read that article um he's a kid you just got to root for I'm not sure if you read that article on ESPN but he's had a tough he's had a tough time uh losing his mother and his grandmother all within like one year and just tough for the kid and you just root for people like that who have still um strive to do big things when facing adversity so I'm excited to see what he brings. Um, obviously, I'm going to be rooting for him. I wouldn't completely rule out him being traded, um, but I definitely think picking him says that we're not going to trade him more than picking Wiseman or or, or Ball would have. Yeah, and I'm I didn't read the full article, but I saw the, the like clip that was going around and um, kind of saw it. Uh, I think it was Dane Moore kind of pointing to it being not the greatest journalism and being more so on the writer of the article than Anthony Edwards just saying something wild. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for that to be brought up at least like twice a month and saying what the heck did the Wolves do? Yeah. And I read the whole thing and it, 
I kind of agreed with Dane there. The the author or the writer didn't really, I feel like he took a bad approach specifically with that part of the article. The rest of it was really good. I thought it was really well written, but that specific part just kind of seemed a bit unfair. Um, but at the end of the day, um, there still can be questions about it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think you're just going to go out and say this guy doesn't like playing basketball. There's other people that don't really watch basketball. Heck, I think Jimmy Butler doesn't really watch basketball outside of film. And he's one of the top 15, top 10 players in the league. So um, I'm not going to judge him until I see his on-court product. And that's kind of where I'm at with him. I, would I rather have had Ball? Yeah, because I think he would elevate the game of um, of Catandilo. But I got even more okay with the Edwards pick when a certain trade went down. And that trade, what? We don't even, do we know the full details of that trade yet? No, but you can reasonably assume. Yeah, I mean, we're assuming it's James Johnson to match that salary for Ricky Rubio, but we don't know that for certain. Um, yeah. But I would, I'd venture to guess that's it, unless it's some weird combination of like Culver. I don't know, Culver or Kogi beat. Yeah, like I just don't think that it's realistic for it to be anything other than James Johnson. Um, but I wouldn't mind if like Evans or Spellman was thrown in there just to, so the Wolves aren't bringing in more salary, but actually sending out a bit more salary. And then obviously the other part of that trade was uh, OKC got picked 17 and the Wolves got 25 and 28, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What, what are your thoughts? Ricky Rubio, Minnesota Timberwolf once again, three years later. Dude, I was stoked. I think a lot um, of Minnesota fans were. I'm worried about Jordan McLaughlin being back. Uh, but other than that, I'm pretty happy with the deal. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I love Jordan McLaughlin. I hope he comes back. Um, the Timberwolves didn't necessarily draft a third point guard for this season. So I can see Jordan McLaughlin being back. Uh, but at the end of the day, if it's going to cost more than like a minimum contract, they're probably just going to look at other options and bringing him back. And I think that's totally okay. Um, yeah, I hope that it's, you know, it sucked for him because he deserves more. But if they got him on like a, a Lou Dort type deal, that would just be amazing. Yeah, and even like a Nas Reed type contract where it's just, you know, four years non-guaranteed except for like the first year and, you know, a couple million dollars. I wouldn't be mad at something like that. A uh, pretty team-friendly contract. But if it's too big um, with a team so close to the cap or the tax line, I just don't foresee him coming back if, he's, uh, if he has a market higher than a minimum contract or something similar. Yeah. But, um, so going back to Ricky Rubio, though. So Ricky Rubio obviously was a Minnesota Timberwolf. He was drafted by the Wolves in 2009, but it took him two or three seasons to come over from Spain. And um, he's beloved by many Timberwolves fans. Um, especially Jordan Taylor. Especially. Um, if you guys follow him, tell him your favorite things about Ricky Rubio. Yeah, Jordan Taylor loves Ricky Rubio. Um, former... Jordan Taylor played at the University of Wisconsin. He's from Minnesota. He uh, hosts the Role Player Podcast on the Wolf Among Wolves Podcast Network. Um, and he just, uh, he doesn't see it with Ricky Rubio. He's not really sure why people love uh, Ricky Rubio so much as like a guy and why we're so infatuated with him. 
Uh, so we had a conversation about that, and um, he could potentially be coming on here to talk uh, with a couple of us about Ricky Rubio someday. But um, regardless, he didn't say it was a bad trade by any means. Um, he's just saying the infatuation with Ricky Rubio is a little interesting, um, which I can see from a perspective of someone who doesn't really love Rubio, maybe why people love him. But I just think from everything I've seen and heard, like Ricky's just a really good dude. And it's like hard to root against a guy like that. Um, But the big thing on court wise with Rubio, um, I think he provides some solid defense next to someone like D'Angelo Russell if they run a two guard lineup. I don't know if Rubio will start, if he'll come off the bench. I mean, we don't know what the team's going to look like going into game one, December 22nd or 3rd or 4th or whatever day the Wolves will have their first game, but he's going to bring some playmaking. Um, He played with Carl Anthony Towns his first two years in Minnesota. Um, I like the fit offensively and defensively. What do you think about Rubio back on the Wolves, Logan? Yeah, uh, as you said, it's a great fit defensively, good fit offensively, and you could have done a lot worse. Um, Putting all the Rubio love aside, I would have preferred getting Kelly Oubre in in the trade. Yep. But I can sell for Rubio pretty happily. Yeah, and I think it's fair, too. I like Kelly Oubre. I would like the idea of Oubre playing for us on the wing here, too. Um, But I knew we would come out of this offseason with um, another point guard that would be rotational worthy. And it's Rubio, and I'm totally okay with that. People kind of talked about it kind of as a pipe dream before, like when Rubio got traded to the Suns in the Chris Paul trade. Um, people were like, oh, like let's bring Rubio back, but nobody necessarily thought it was a super realistic option. Um, but at the end of the day, they, that's Ryan Saunders' guy. Um, he really likes him. They have a good relationship. And Rubio, I believe, has a good relationship with Cat from their two years together. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a fun, I mean, the team's going to have some offensive firepower and now you have some playmaking in Rubio that can take a little bit of the load off D'Angelo Russell. Um, I think it's a good fit on court. I think it's going to be good off court to have a veteran presence, someone who necessarily hasn't been there before. Cause I don't know if Rubio's ever, uh, well, he did make the playoffs with the jazz, but other than that, he hasn't, he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, but he's just been around the league for, you know, a good eight, nine, ten years now. And and he was a pro before that, too. What was that? And he was a pro before coming over to the NBA, too. Right. Like, he's been playing pro ball since he was, like, 14 or 16 or something ridiculous. Like, he's just an experienced player. Um, and he dealt with a lot of injuries when he was on the Wolves, but um, hopefully he's healthy now. He, he seemed to be pretty healthy um, since leaving the Wolves. And um, just looking at, like, on court with uh, Devin Booker. I mean, Rubio made Devin Booker look really, really good last year. Like, really, really solid when they shared the floor. Um, I think it was Dane Moore had tweeted out. I'm trying to find it here quick. Um, yeah, so Devin Booker, um, they had a plus 6.3 net rating um, when Booker and Rubio were both on the floor. Uh, but when Booker was on and Rubio was off, it was negative 6.3. So you're talking about like a 12, 13 point swing 
just for having Rubio on the floor. And obviously it's a little subjective with who else is on the court, uh, but it does ring true that like Devin Booker's not necessarily a good defensive player. He's better than D'Angelo Russell on that end, but um, I think Rubio's just going to help on both ends of the floor, especially D'Angelo Russell, but he's going to help Cat a lot on offense too. Um, yeah, he's such a floor raiser, like, like just in general. Like you look, not just Devin Booker, but the entire Suns team, like, just having him on the team and having him on the floor was such a dramatic difference from what they were last or the season prior or what they were when he was injured. And like, they were a good team to start out the year end. Once Ricky went down, once some of the other people went down, they just completely fell apart. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, Ricky Rubio, uh, contract situation. I'm not going to say he's on a good contract. He is overpaid. He makes $17 million a season over the next two years. Um, but I think he raises the ceiling of this team. And at the end of the day, you have him for this season going into next offseason. He is an expiring contract that could potentially be included in a trade for a uh, better player. And I think that at the end of the day, that's something that you um, kind of like to see as a Timberwolves fan um I don't know if there's going to be many big stars moving this um this season at the trade deadline maybe if things don't work out in like Philly uh Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid could be on the move um if the Wizards aren't working out possibly Bradley Beal um, but I think that most of that type of stuff if it happens would happen after this season um and Rubio could fill us um you know make up some of that money there um, so if you throw in like Edwards contract with Rubio, that's about $27 million. And right there you have, um, a Mac, like a lower tier max contract that you could match. So it makes some sense that way too. Cause Johnson is expiring this year. Timberwolves aren't going to sign any big name players anyways. So cap space wise, don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, the best they're going to do is a mid-level player or mid-level exception type player and that's what we can afford anyways. Exactly. And I, I just, I don't, a big name star probably likely isn't going to come to Minnesota unless Cat and D'Lo prove to be a really, really good duo that is like certain to win a championship if like another third guy comes in. And I don't think they're necessarily going to be that. Um, would I love them to be? Of course. But I just don't necessarily see that happening. Um, and then somebody wanting to sign here. So... At the end of the day, um, overall, um, I'll grade that move. Let's go back. I'm going to grade the Anthony Edwards draft selection. Um, I'm going to grade it as an A minus now that the Rubio trade happened. Before that, I would probably give it a B plus. Um, but I'm going to give it an A minus now, knowing that Rubio is coming to the team. What are your grades for both those moves? Um, pre Rubio trade, the Edwards draft probably got a C. Post Rubio, it's probably a B plus, A minus. So he he makes um, that big a difference for you, huh? Yeah, I, the context of getting someone else in that role, like, and that's why we passed on Ball, helps right. a ton. And then the Rubio trade itself. Are we counting the next trade as part of that Rubio trade? Um, let's not yet. Just, just bringing Rubio back in general. Um, don't think about what happened after the fact. 
and we don't know all the okay, details. I, I... We don't know all the details either, so it's kind of hard to trade. But like, <clears throat> just assume it's James Johnson and nothing else. James Johnson and the picks. What's your thoughts? I, I would give that about a, a a a plus. Yeah, I think I would give it an A, A minus A plus, or not A plus, A minus or an A. I think it's a good move. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to raise our ceiling a ton, a ton, but it's going to raise our floor a lot, which is important in such a tough Western Conference. Um, so yeah, I am pretty happy with that. And just quick note, um, Logan. Uh, Jay Scrub went to the Clippers at pick. I don't know what pick he went to, but he's going to the Clippers. So there you go. Good for him. Um, but anyways, Hopefully yeah. Just kidding. We don't have the roster spot for him. But anyways, um, so yeah, let's talk about the next move. So the Timberwolves got picks 25 and 28 in the Ricky Rubio trade. And... Then they decided, before pick 25 got there, they decided to trade, was it? Yeah. They decided to trade 25 and 33 to move up to 23. So they jumped up two spots and gave up their second round pick, which I hate the move. I don't necessarily not not like Balmero as a prospect. Um, I think he's going to be a draft and stash guy. I don't know if that's a certainty, but I think that's what I mean. That's been the consensus, basically. He he's said that he's staying over seas for a year, no matter what. Right. Okay. So he won't be here for a season, which is okay, contract situation wise. You know, that's less money off the books. Um, I just don't see why the Wolves gave up thirty three to move up to get him. Were they that scared? before the? What? Before we di- dive into that. Do you, do you know what the Knicks gave up to get that that pick? Yeah, it was like 27 and 35 or something like that. 28. I don't know. 27 and 38. It's 27 and 38. Yeah, so the Timberwolves basically, I mean, the, the Knicks made out good on that because they improved, um, what, two spots and then five spots. So they gained a total of seven draft positions just by flipping those picks. So shout out to the Knicks for that one. That's some competency in their front office. Um, but from Wolves' perspective, were they that scared the Balmero was going to be taken before twenty-five? They had to have known that someone was locking in on him. Yeah, the, I mean, the guys that whoever was picking at twenty-four, I don't remember who picked at twenty-four. They the Wolves must have been like scared that Balmero would be gone, and I don't necessarily see. I mean, I see the upside with Balmero. He's six-seven, and he can play like a point-forward role. Some people list him as a point guard some list him as a small forward or a shooting guard um he's an interesting prospect i like him i just don't like giving up pick 33 to move up two spots and get him if he was gone i would have been fine drafting somebody else and just moving on um i saw a report maybe that um you know uh shoot i'm blanking on his name now pablo prigioni the wolves assistant coach was pushing for balmero um and maybe that is true but I just, I can't get behind that trade. It's tough for me. Yeah, I, neither can I. I I have to assume that there's something else at play. But we'll see in the next couple of days in free agency, they'll kind of explain everything. Yeah, maybe. And but, I, uh, it, I mean, these are initial rapid fire, just like quick reactions to the draft. You know, like the draft, 
Um, I mean, it's not even over yet, and we're reacting to everything. We don't even know the details of everything that shook out. But just in, in a vacuum, I don't like that trade. Same. I mean, it, losing... I wouldn't have so liked... many helpful guys that would have still been on the, on the board. Like uh, Tyler May, who would be perfect for our front court, would have been there at 33. Right, or you mean you could have got a Paul Reed? You, I mean, has did Paul Reed even get drafted? I don't even know. I haven't paid attention. Oh, no, he could be the next Reed that is a total undrafted free agency robbery. There we Minnesota. go. Spelt different, but I mean, there you go. <laughs> but realistically, like, I just don't get it. Thirty-three is like a good. That's like a valuable pick when you think about getting a guy on a non-guaranteed contract cheap there's no rookie scale contracts for second round picks so you have full control over what you're offering them in a contract i just i really wish they wouldn't have made that trade and just picked up somebody yeah. else if balmero was taken at 23 or 24 just pick somebody else at 25 um but i hope balmero works out when he comes over um i've heard good things a lot of people who are really smart with the draft are high on him but at the end of the day, that it still just doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, too. I don't know a lot about him, but the things I've primarily seen to, seen about him was that his best skill was that he could be a stashable guy. Um, his next best skill is his playmaking, and um, I mean that's good. But it might be, or you, and you can never have too much playmaking. And, He's a guy that likes to push in transition, but with Rubio and D'Lo and all them on the on the team, it might be a little redundant. Right. Yeah, and I I totally agree with you there. Um, I've heard good things about his defense as well, which is encouraging. Um, he's playing in the second best um, basketball league in the world outside of the NBA. It's the next best, so that's encouraging as well. But at the end of the day. Like I said, just giving up 33 just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on that. I don't like that. Um, I don't mind the pick. I don't like the trade. Um, so that was pick number 23. And then we move on to pick 28, where the Minnesota Timberwolves selected Jaden McDaniels from Washington. A forward. Um, I love the pick. What do you yeah, think? that's... That's a great blend of filling a need and getting upside. Um, if it all works out and he puts all of his game together, he'd be a really nice fit next to Cat and um, for what the team needs in the sound of a gun. Paul Reed got taken. Did he? Um, At 60 or what? Last, last pick? No. 59? 59 was Jalen Harris for Toronto, so it must then have been 60. Pick, yeah. Who got him? And I believe this. Milwaukee have that pick? I don't remember. Dang, that sucks. I was hoping to get him in undrafted free agency. No, it says Sam Merrill got picked at 60 to Milwaukee. Where did Reggie Perry with 57? Uh, Grant I don't see him. No, the, that's what my TV is saying, at least. Weird. Oh, um, 58. 58, huh. Interesting. I would like Paul Reed. I would have liked him in under after free agency, but 
And the Sixers got so good. Oh, I guess I didn't get an I didn't get a notification about fifty eight. That's why I didn't see that. I get fifty seven and then fifty nine. But anyways, back to um, Jaden McDaniels. So Jaden McDaniels, super raw, right? I mean, just a super raw prospect. Pretty skinny. Um, he's six ten. Uh, people label him as a small forward slash power forward. Obviously, in the Wolves, he'd be playing power forward. Um, but yeah, doesn't have a lot of strength there, but projects to be a solid shooter his shot looks good percentage wise wasn't the best in his lone freshman season at Washington but I think he'll be a a stretch four that'll work out nicely and I think he's got some defensive tools and some defensive upside if he harnesses all that in puts a little muscle on he's like the mold of the perfect person you could put next to Cat I think so you just bet on that working out and try and develop him Um, is he a guy you see being in uh the g league to start next season or what what's your what's your thoughts on where he's going to be at the start of the year so i have this bonkers conspiracy theory that there's a power forward out there that the wolves are going to grab and free agent they either know like uh, a free agent's coming or they know that a trade is happening because they did not really touch their forward rotation despite having 1,000 wings and guards. Right. I agree with that. So, I don't know who that guy Derek is. Derek Jones Jr. would be pretty ideal. Or a Chris Boucher or someone. Um, yeah. And I could definitely see that, and you bring in a guy and hope that McDaniels can be your bench power forward. Maybe not this year. Maybe partway through the season, however that all shakes out. Um, or maybe, they're bet- maybe they really like Jared Vanderbilt. Maybe they like Jared yeah. Vanderbilt more than we think they do. And that's possible. He has tools that people could like. Or maybe they're still high in Wancho. They bring Wancho back for a few million bucks, and they're happy with it. I'm not sure. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I like the McDaniels pick. I think if he turns out, he could definitely become who uh, the Timberwolves need next to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, but he's raw. He's foul-prone. And... He's gonna. It's gonna take some work. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be that guy anytime soon, but maybe if I mean, I was look good developing people. I mean, you look at Nas Reed, Keelan Martin, uh, Jordan McLaughlin, like those guys came to the NBA level and contributed. If yeah. they can develop McDaniel's in Iowa, I like what they got going on down there. I like the staff. I like the uh, progress they've shown with a lot of guys. So if Jaden McDaniels can go down there and um, develop into the starting power forward, I think that would be ideal. Uh, but it's it's not going to be a day one thing, I don't think. He maybe doesn't go to Iowa, but I don't think he's the starter game one unless he really impresses in camp or something. Yeah, and I, I'm in the same boat. I If the Timberwolves don't make any signings, um, it's probably going to be Wancho starting with Jake Lehman getting some backup minutes and then Vanderbilt and McDaniels fighting for the remaining remaining minutes. Right. Um, but I'm excited to see Vanderbilt and McDaniels uh, go against each other in practice and uh, earn a bigger role against each other. Yeah, for sure. And I like this pick. What would you what what grade would you give this pick? A. I'd go. I'd go A plus. I love it. 
I, I really, I mean, this is the type of move, um, and yeah, maybe it doesn't pan out, but this is the type of move you have to do. You bet on a guy that has upside. I mean, this guy was a top, like, five player coming out of high school. Just like a really highly recruited guy. Um, and kind of fell down some boards, and you bet on people like that. That's kind of my philosophy with, like, Cole Anthony and RJ Hampton as well. Like, those guys um, are worth it in the in the 20s to take a to take a shot on. So I love this, and it fills a need if it works out. Um, and that's what I like the most about it. I don't, I'm not certain it's going to work out. Um, but I like the move. I like the aggressiveness to get a guy that's slipping down um from maybe where some people think he should have been taken um yeah i like him i like Jaden mcdan it, it is it is Jaden, right it's his brother's jalen yeah yeah okay and this one's Jaden. he's projects to be a much better player than his brother is um yeah yeah i i don't know i like the pick oh. i really do what do you give the uh trade for uh bulmero and bulmero himself uh, Balmero himself as a, um, as drafting Balmero, I would probably give it a B or B minus. I don't mind the pick at all. Um, the trade, I'm going to give it a D, maybe a D minus. Like, I, I hate that. I hate that move. And, but, but then again, it is made by somebody who's a lot smarter than me, who knows a lot more, has more intel on all these guys. Um, and knows what they're planning on doing in free agency. So, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I, I'm going to question it still because I think it's always fair to question people. Like, the honeymoon phase is over with Rosas. Um, I'm not going to blindly trust whatever he does. Um, but I will put in more trust. But still, I'm going to say like a D on that. What are your grades for those? For the trade, it's an F. You put an F? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was really tempted to give it an F, but um, just considering what New York gave up to get it, and then the Wolves giving up significantly more for that, and then it only being two spots, and all the guys that were still on the board, I I can't get behind it. Yeah, like I was hoping we could like repackage like twenty five and twenty eight, maybe move up into like the late teens. You know, like 17, not 17 because we trade that way, but like 16 or 18 or 19 um, to get a guy that was taken up there. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, it just didn't didn't pan out that way. Um, not the end of the not the end of the world, but it's, I don't like the trade. But then again, bringing in four yeah. rookies too. I mean, do we have the roster space for that? I don't know. I don't even know who's on this roster anymore. We don't know who got traded in the, the James Johnson trade. Um, but we have a lot of guards. That's all I got to say. And that was another guard um, that came in. And that's kind of why I questioned the move also. either don't shoot or don't defend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's, I mean, none of those guys do both. We don't have a single guard in this team that shoots and defends. Except for possibly Anthony Edwards. We have to see. Jury's still out on that. Um but D'Lo can shoot, can't defend. Rubio can defend. Not a great shooter. He's an okay shooter. Um, Akogi can't shoot. Really good defender. Culver can't shoot. Um, okay defender. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Jalen Noel. 
And shoot, not a good defender. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Keelan Martin. Not a good defender. Keelan Martin's more of a forward, but, I mean, he can shoot. Can he defend maybe a little bit? Um, I like uh, Martin's defense more than his shooting. Oh, really? You like his defense more than his shooting? I... I'm the other way, but yeah, I don't know. The trade, I don't like the trade. I don't mind the pick, don't like the trade. And I think that's a lot of people's view on it. Um, yeah, and I was saying beforehand that like, Bolmero makes sense as a draft pick for the Wolves, considering that they have all this roster space and um, all this, or all these picks, but I didn't expect it to be that high and that weird of a situation but ultimately i'd give drafting him a b minus yep i i yeah and what did i say i'd give it like a b or a b minus or b plus or something i don't mind him at all i just don't like that trade um so jake painting just retweeted something um that i wanted to run through because i was going to look for this anyways but um the best available undrafted free agents i want the wolves to, I mean, the Wolves are likely going to look at picking somebody like this up. Uh, they picked up Nas Reed in undrafted free agency last year. But here's the list. Um, this this is one specific person's um, top guys left from his big board. Uh, Killian Tilly went undrafted tonight. Uh, a lot of injury issues, but a super promising player. If you can get him on a Gupta special, I'd do it. Um, Nate Hinton, Devin Dotson. Um, your guy Mason Jones went undrafted tonight. Uh, I don't know exactly how to say this guy's name. Abdoile? Nadoy? Nadoy, yeah, is that how you say it? He did not get drafted. I have no idea. Najee Marshall, Tyshawn Alexander, uh, Lamine Diane, Trace Tinkle, Caleb Wesson, Josh Hall, Trent Forrest, Miles Powell. Yeah, those, that, I mean, Mason Jones didn't get drafted. Killian Tilly, nobody wanted to take a flyer on Tilly or Jones in the second round. It's really surprising to me. Um, yeah. Go go get, uh, I, uh, go get somebody, Rosas. Go get Tilly. See, Tilly, if he's healthy, could be a really nice power forward for this team. Yeah, I would love getting Tilly. Um, come in and honestly compete with <laughs> For a starting spot, potentially, or for, like, rotation minutes, at least. Yeah. No, I I, I would go and get one of these guys. I really think that um, you can find value in undrafted free agency. We saw that last season. Um, there's options out there, and I'm sure the Wolves are exploring those options. But then again, you got to look we how much roster space we have, too. We don't know how much mm-hmm. it is. Um, and maybe you just don't have room to bring somebody in. Um, which is a fair argument as well. But yeah, overall, I want to talk overall draft grade, draft night. Let's say draft night grade because of everything that transpired. What are you giving it? Would saying that it's an incomplete is a cop out? No, and that yeah, but but give me like just super super pre seeing anybody on the core anything. What would you right. give it based off of like your big board and everything there? I'd I'd probably give it an A, all things considered. I think I would give it a B plus or an A minus, um, simply be 
because it knocks down for that that trade man that trade really knocks it down for me um but i i'm warmed up to anthony edwards being on the team ricky rubio back good um i like it i'm gonna go through something quick too i just wanted to mention this um we talked about anthony edwards was um my second ranked prospect year eighth i just wanted to see where everybody was at um Jaden mcdaniels was your 37th ranked prospect my 24th ranked prospect and balmero was my 34th and your 32nd so those are the three rookies we were way off <laughs> what we were way off oh our board looks terrible our board looks pretty bad um we had tyrell terry going 13th he fell all the way to second Dallas. round second round or end of the first 31 round? 31 started the second round um grant riller fell to the second round trey jones fell really far down he was 21st on our board um yeah a lot of things transpired that we necessarily didn't think would but yeah i, I mean at the end of the day big boards are so subjective um, but I just want to throw out where those guys were ranked on ours um, overall. Anything yeah. else you want to touch on? Let's say the Wolves never made the OKC trade, right? And how would you have felt about Edwards 1, Jaden McDaniel 17, and Balmero 33? Would that have made you feel a little bit better? Um, I don't know because... McDaniel's at 17 is kind of a stretch for me. Um, kind of a reach. But I don't know. I would like to crunch the contract numbers too and see like if they saved money by picking at uh, 23 and 28 or if they are spending more than picking at 17 and 33. It'd just be interesting to see the, the contract situation there. Um, it's going to be marginally cheaper at probably like one mil-ish at most yeah um and then bomero not coming over till next year will probably be another nice piece of savings yeah but it all but we also brought in an extra million dollars with rubio if there's nothing attached with james johnson um so that's another thing to take into consideration i would say i like that draft less than what the timberwolves actually did tonight just because of bringing in ricky rubio yeah, but and that's why I was gonna get at that. Like, if you take away everything and act like we've never made a trade, or never made a trade, that uh, Balmero trade feels a lot. Yeah, and a less lot. significant. And I had seen people mock um, McDaniel's to us at seventeen. I'd seen a lot more Achua or Achua, however you say Precious's last name. But um, yeah. I've seen some McDaniels at 17, so to get him at 28, I think it's pretty solid value. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty, pretty uh, happy overall with the draft night. I, I don't, I can't complain about much outside of that, that draft pick. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this coming season. It's gonna be here fast. I mean, we have what five free agency weeks? starting in like two days. Yeah, free agency starts what Sunday. I think so, something like that. So by the time this podcast oh. is out, Friday or on Thursday, it's going to be three days until free agency starts. I, I think it's it's either noon or 6 p.m. I can't remember, Eastern time. Yeah, but 
tampering isn't the thing, so it probably starts tomorrow. Oh, it, I, um, it started like two weeks. It probably started months ago. Free agency has yeah. been going on, but yeah, um, I don't know, man. I overall, I'm pretty happy with it. That's pretty much all I have to say. Yeah, I I had a friend that was in the media availability for the draftees, and he got to talk to uh, Jaden McDaniels for a quick second and. The biggest thing that he got from it was that Jaden was stoked to play with uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, and he should. I mean, you should be with a a pretty quality guard. Um, I don't know if he has some sort of relationship with D'Angelo or what, but it's nice to hear guys say they're excited to play with guys. It's like Anthony Edwards as well said he's excited to play with Cat and D'Lo, and he knows he's not coming into the league as a star, so that's encouraging too. Um, I don't remember who said that if it was Lucas Sioff or who it was but somebody had uh in the media availability had tweeted that out um so that's encouraging I um I just can't say enough good things I feel confident in this draft um a lot more than I have in years past so I'm pretty excited about it yeah same Um, who aside from the like non-wolves related who's your draft night winner I don't know. Philly, Philly killed it. OKC killed it. Dallas killed it. Um, yeah, those guys killed it, man. I mean, Daryl Morey does what he does. Sam Presti does what he does. And um, Mark Cuban and those guys in Dallas, they just had a good night, too. So I, those would be my three draft winners. Um, I would also say um, Charlotte, just getting a top three guy is a win for them. Um, and they didn't really have to they shoot. Got too, didn't they? What? I'm pretty sure Charlotte got Grant Grant Riller. Um, I which think is a I think so. I can't remember for sure, but I think he did. And that's, I mean, that's encouraging, um, for them too. Overall, I think they're the biggest draft night winners. Those three teams. Um, who would be your draft night losers? Uh, let me quickly look. Yeah, I'm going to pull them up as well. But I have one team in mind that I think would be fair to call a draft night loser. And Boston. Boston? You think Boston yeah. is? They, Interesting. Their picks were just bizarre. Um, yeah, Peyton Pritchard didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I get the Aaron Neesmith thing. You weren't getting a big at that point unless you reached for one. So I was okay with them drafting Neesmith at 14. Uh, Pritchard at 26. Um, a little interesting with a lot of other guards that I think would fit better there. And then what else did Boston do? Because they traded 30. They, I think they traded back or something like that they and got, got... Yamadar at 47, I see. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too impressed with that draft. Um, it is. I mean, it is what it is yeah. for them. But they didn't really come out with a big. I mean, I don't know who, what. I don't know who Yam Madar is to be honest with you. But at 47, I don't think he's going to be impactful, even if he is a a center. Um, I he's think a guard. He is a guard. Okay. Um, I mean, getting Desmond Bain or no, he went to the Grizzlies, so they didn't even get Desmond Bain. Wow, the Grizzlies are another winner. They got Bain yes. at thirty and uh, Tillman late in the uh, second, and Robert Woodard in at forty, yeah. which I think is a solid pick as well. Um, 
Yeah, 76ers, they drafted Tyler Bay at 36. Traded. Oh, he got traded to the Mavericks, though. Never mind. Yeah. The Mavericks came out. I'm holding that one against them. The Mavericks are the Mavericks came out good. Um Spurs yeah, Spurs good. came out good too. Oh, my loser is the, my loser is Phoenix. They took a see, th- I want to do that. But Phoenix made me wrong last year, so I, I'm trusting that Jalen Smith is gonna just work. Yeah, but you could have traded back for him. <laughs> yeah, I maybe, mean maybe not when you maybe know not. you know. Maybe yeah, maybe they couldn't have actually traded back for him, but I feel like you could have traded back to like fifteen or sixteen and got him. Yeah. Oh, and I, then I, I, the Pistons getting Isaiah Stewart. I don't necessarily like that at sixteen either. Um, yeah, same. That was a reach. Yeah. I don't know. I was surprised that Daniel Turo was the last like really good center to fall, like get drafted. I would agree. Um, I was surprised to see Zeke Naji go at 22, but I'm happy for him there. Um, yeah. Where is he going again? Uh, Denver. So I don't know if they're going to play him at the four or the backup five or what their plan is, but yeah, that is a, I think that's a good spot for him. I think he might find some playing time there. Um, yeah. Was there anybody that fell that you were really surprised about? Not necess- Not like into the second round because we've talked about those guys and like that whole group of people like after the lottery is just like especially in the 20s and past is super like fluid but like a top guy that fell that you were surprised about or somebody that rose quite a bit that you were surprised about yeah i mean patrick reed going at four was insane patrick williams Uh or patrick williams i mean do do you remember when we talked back in april or may and we were talking about hopefully getting Williams at 17. Yep. <laughs> and he goes at four. Like, come on. What were we thinking? Um, and and yeah, late, well, the Bulls made up for it. They got uh, Devin Dotson and undrafted yeah, free agency. I did just see that. That's a pretty good one. I mean, contract, it's going to be cheap. Um, Denny falling to nine kind of surprised me. Um, but I... I'm not that high on Denny, so I'm okay with it. I like his fit with the Wizards, though. Um, Kira Lewis going at 13, a little surprising just because it was the Pelicans. And they have Lonzo Ball, Eric Bledsoe, George Hill. Um, I just don't know what they're doing with all those guards. I just assume that they're getting traded, at least two of them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see like Lonzo Ball and George Hill out of there. I could see them keeping yeah. Bledsoe. And being him being the guy, but no, at the end of the day, there's some. I mean, there's some teams that came out really well. Um, yeah, I'd say my other big surprise was uh, Tyrese Maxey falling all the way to Philly. Yeah, I would agree 21. with that. I would agree with that also. Tyrese Maxey was number five on your board and number eleven on mine, so I was surprised to see him fall all the way down to a twenty-one as well. But that's a huge pickup for Philly. Philly did well, too, trading for Seth Curry, I think, um, just to kind of be their J.J. Redick, to come off the, screens. The, that trade was a little bit of, of an overpay on their end. I think the picture went the other way. But I agree. At the end of the day, they totally morphed their entire rotation. They knew they needed shooting, and they, they have they all the in. shooting that they need now. 
Yep, because they got Maxi, who maybe he won't be a great shooter, but he should be able to pro provide some shooting. And then they traded for, um, they traded for him as well, uh, Seth Curry. And Seth yeah. Curry, Dan Green, Isaiah Joe, uh, um, Tyler Bay. Nope, that's Dallas. Oh, that's Dallas. Sorry, the no, not Theo Maldon. Wow, this thing I'm looking at is just terrible. Yeah, Isaiah Joe was nice. ESPN <laughs> yeah, didn't update their picks. Um, but, yeah, getting all those players at first basing, and even, like, Tyrese Maxey, they needed a secondary playmaker, and that's going to be Maxey. The Minnesota Timberwolves just agreed to oh. a two-way deal with Ashton Hagens as we're recording this. So Ooh. Ashton Hagens is coming. He's a guy that a lot of people are interested in, too. Um, He's a shooter, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I'm going to pull up his stats quick here and just see about Ashton Haggins. I didn't do a lot of research on him because he wasn't in my top. He's from Kentucky, so drafting Kentucky guards. Um, you know, pick Kentucky players, as uh, many say. Let's pull up his stats for this past season. Um, Ashton Haggins shot the ball. Oh, he's not a shooter. 25% from beyond the arc last season. Why did I think he was a shooter? Who am I, I thinking? He of? averaged eleven and a half points, uh, three point nine rebounds, and six and a half assists a game. So he seems to be a okay playmaker, um, a good free throw shooter, eighty one percent, but not a good three point shooter. Interesting. So maybe that's the, your third point guard. If he, if what do you mean third? Out. Well, when I mean, if J Mac comes back. Yeah, um, I'm surprised they went and grabbed a guard. I'm too. I'm and they they might not be done, but yeah, interesting, huh? I don't mind that. Go get those guys, try them out, see what happens. Um, whatever. Not too, not too impressed by it, but I'm not like unimpressed. It's just kind of a whatever move for me. I don't know much about him, so I can't say much good or bad about him. But I'm glad they're active. Yeah, and that probably kills my dream of grabbing uh, Kenyon Barry or else, uh, what's his face? Linda Wigington as our other 2A guy. Right. Yeah. Huh. Well, all right. Do you have any other things to say before um, we hop off here so we can go to bed? It's, it's almost midnight, so. Um. No, I, I think that's that's all I have. All right. Well, um, hopefully uh, Anthony Edwards does not get traded um, overnight or, or something. Or he does that for something really fun. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but then this yeah. podcast would be almost worthless. But I'm, yeah. sure, I'm <laughs> sure he's here to stay at least for a while. Um, but, yeah, that is my, uh, my thoughts. Um, if you guys want to tweet anything at us, um, you can find me on Twitter at B underscore H-E-D-T-K-E-N-B-A. And they can find Logan on at on Twitter at L-A-L-T-E-N-N-B-A. Tweet us your thoughts. Let us know your grades. Um, we'd be more than happy to interact with you on there. Um, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Um, leave a review also. That does help us out a ton. Um, but other than that, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, Logan. Yeah, have a good one.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.